0: Hey, you're listening to the morning show with Aaron, and on the line I got Phil McCabe. Morning, Phil.
1: Good morning, Aaron.
0: How are we doing this morning? You've A uh, busy morning for you, for you, no doubt.
1: Uh, yeah, it started with a six thirty am call with colleagues uh, in Europe, North America, Latin America.
0: Okay, um, and uh, this on. is this is leading up to today's event. It says twelve thirty to two. A seabed mining the thread on our doorstep webinar. Is that twelve thirty our time, New Zealand time?
1: Yes, this webinar is uh, twelve thirty New Zealand time. Yes, Yep.
0: Okay, and what is it all about?
1: <clears throat> um, today's webinar is um, is about basically the, the history of seabed mining uh, in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Um, you know, which which dates back for us in this community, um, to my knowledge, back as far as two thousand and five, um, when when Fire Angeline Greensill alerted the community to to a prospecting permit off our coast and, and, and you know, a, a big public meeting and CHASM was formed yeah. um, out of that meeting in, in 2005 and, and there's been, you know, sustained and strong opposition since that date. And success, so really, successful, really talk, I would jump sorry. in and
0: say successful opposition as well.
1: Yeah, 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 of course, because the idea of strip mining the seabed is just plain stupid. And they should have known that back in the day, but they've kept pushing. So yeah, um, we we've got history on our side, really, in this discussion. So so the 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 webinar is directed at the New Zealand government, and it's about the, you know what what the ask is now is for a total ban in New Zealand waters um, on on seabed mining. Just take it off the table. It's been going on far too long. It's cost communities and and we up and down the coast, too much pain, uh, grief and, and time and money uh, to defend from this stupid idea. Um, and so they need to take it off the table.
0: Now I have an interesting question. You say directed at the government. There's an election will come around soon enough and uh, you've got Te Pate Māori represented at the seminar. Do we have any word on whether um, if they end up in coalition with Labour whether they're going to make that one of the things... That's a condition. I uh,
1: think. I think. I think the, I think the elections are way off. because It'd be next year, I think, wouldn't it? So yeah, um, yeah. I think well, Tapati Marie Wapaka was the was the the, the leader of Ngati which was mana, had mana over the actual mining site um, for the you know for the seabed mining proposal that we all contributed to fighting and stopping um, in South Taranaki. So Debbie is now the co-leader of Te Pāti Māori and she's joining the webinar she's got a um, private members bill which she put into Parliament, um, it was re- pretty much the first thing she did when she got into Parliament, uh, the, the members bill is is calling for a ban in New Zealand um, so yeah, she'll, she'll be there, uh, the, the Greens also are very much um, you know, call, well I think their official position is moratorium but they're supporting our work Debbie um, and, and the Greens have been asking difficult questions in Parliament about this issue. It's to date, it's been more focused in the international context. But um, yeah, has the there politi- been politically, Māori um, party and Greens are very much uh, on the side of this community.
0: Okay, has there been much difference between National as a government and Labor as a government on this issue? <clears throat>
1: um, well. D- Domestically, you know, as far as in New Zealand waters and under our jurisdiction, the the issue has been quite quiet because it's still in the courts. You know, it went it went all the way in two thousand and seventeen. The EPA granted consent to Trans Tasman Resources, and then it went through the High Court. We we appealed to the High Court, which we won. Court of Appeals, we won again, and then late last year, the Supreme Court. Um, so the highest court in the land has said no, this is dumb, yep. um, and they've sent it back to the EPA. On the thirtieth of May um, is a, a hearing at the high court, which is a bit complex. But it's the high court gives the EPA direction as to how they should review the decision, as, direct, as directed by the Supreme Court. Um, but yeah, so that so it's politically the, the issue has been. Quiet on the domestic front because it's still in the courts. Yeah, but regardless of that, we are asking for a ban. Um, and and um, yeah, the the issue <clears throat> politically, the issue has come up more in the international context because there's big plans that are moving, getting fast tracked in international waters in, in the deep Pacific for. A massive area that has exploration contracts issued by a United Nations organisation. And New Zealand, uh, to your question about uh, the difference between national and labour on this issue, we've been working, um, I'm I'm working for a global organisation called the Deep Sea Conservation Coalition with 100 NGOs globally as our membership and we've been meeting with Minister of Foreign Affairs Nanaya Mahuta um, over the last almost uh, the last year, and we've been asking for New Zealand to take a strong position uh, to stop uh, plans to open up the deep Pacific to seabed mining. And to their credit, uh, New Zealand's Foreign Affairs has been applying a lot more attention and 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 time and resources on on New Zealand's engagement at it's the, the organization, the UN, UN organization is called the International Seabed Authority. They're based in Jamaica. It's made up of 167 countries. And New Zealand is a member of that. They don't have a super powerful position in that, but they can speak up at any time. And they have been engaging more uh, since we've been pushing them to do so. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And, and the political pressure that's been coming from Te Party Māori and, and the Greens has been directed at New Zealand's action in the international context
0: has there been much in the national media about it at all like usually usually if you're pushing if you want pressure on the government it needs to be accompanied with media pressure as well but i don't recall seeing much about it
1: there, there's been there's been a bit um, in new zealand not a huge amount but globally the issue has picked up massive uh, massive interest and in, you know articles and really big you know the guardians covered it well right. new york you know new york times um, Bloomberg like all, all sorts of big big um, and small media outlets are covering it so it's 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 a it's an issue that's gaining momentum and yeah. across the Pacific in the Pacific region you know, um, there's the discussion is picking up as well so mm. yeah
0: yeah, yeah well, they'll be very interested in, in the Pacific and, mm. and the dangers of it um can you tell us the seminar that's on today who's who's talking
1: um Debbingardo, it's hosted by Eco, which is the environmental conservation organisations of New Zealand, um, and uh, Debbie's there. Um, Cindy Baxter, who's the chair of Chasm, um, based in Pihar, is there. James Heater from Greenpeace Aotearoa, who's doing good work on this as well, um, is there. Duncan Curry, who is was Chasm's lawyer through all of this, and, and very much involved in the in the global campaign that I'm working with. Um, and then Scott McIndoe is the founder of Legacy, which is the big um, recreational fishing group in New Zealand, and then myself um, is there as well.
0: Okay, and and what sort of things have been covered?
1: Uh, basically, just a bit of, bit of storytelling, I think, in, in a historical context, and then and then and then um, talking about what the government needs to do, which is which is ban it.
0: Um, yeah. yeah and is, is there a question of how to ban it or is that actually quite simple
1: uh, I think it's pretty straightforward I mean if you if you look at how they went about banning oil and gas they they left alone the permits and the in the the activities or the you know the the oil and gas that's already running like it's it's very legally challenging and probably costly to try and um, pull existing permits and and so on, yep. but just they they, they they committed to not issuing any more um, oil and gas permits, so that would be the same thing that we would ask in in this context is is issue no more well I, I think so this is my view this is the practical yep. way that yep. they could do it without causing any pain or upset because it, it, issue no more licenses continue through the process for TTR and, and, and let the EPA tell them they can't do it and then and then basically try and pull those licences as well or certainly don't renew them um, because they will lapse after whatever period of time because their exploration, there's no, um, no mining going on. It's just,
0: yeah. 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 Uh, just back to the TTR thing, folks. Trans-Tasman Resources, if you don't know, they're our favourite um, corporate... Entity here in here yeah. in Ragland, they don't keep wanting to dig up our sand. Um and they've been throwing good money after bad um for a long time on this issue and they still seem to be going. Why why is that after the Supreme Court has spoken?
1: Um, I think yeah, um I think stubbornness, um the the guy that's at the head of it is just a he's a billionaire, um ex ex uranium miner out of Australia. Yeah. Um, he's he's an interesting character. Uh, and himself, and then I think there's a bit of you know I think there's a bit of Chinese pressure uh, that stands in behind him, and there's you know there's there's there's, there's stuff that lies along this shore that can be turned into money, yeah. Um, called iron ore, or it's called vanadium titanomagnetite. I, okay. um, but it's um, <clears throat> so you know, and and if he can hold on, and then maybe there's a change of government in the next election, then maybe if National gets back in, maybe they'll change some laws and and make it more doable. I mean, that we know that, you know, this the, the real ramp-up of this uh, proposed activity, you know, the real promotion of seabed mining happened under... It first happened under Labour with the Foreshore and Seabed Act and the issuing of licences, but then when in the early 2010s, um, like 2011-12, the national government was touring the world saying, we've got resources, come and get them. Yeah, and and um, you know they really pushed it, and and um, so that's a, that's a real risk. So maybe TTR is just trying to hold out um, until Nationals back in power, and and maybe try and have another crack.
0: Right. Okay. Hey, I'm getting, getting back to the webinar before we go, um, it's on today at twelve thirty. How how do people hook up to that? Uh,
1: there's a link um, that a, you just register for it. Uh, it will be recorded as well. I posted it on the notice board, so did June Penn. Um it's on there's, there's a thing on my personal Facebook page you can find it as well. Um maybe you can post it, Aaron, if you on, I, on the radio. I
0: think we've got a link somehow. It, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, and it's and it says it's free, but you'd appreciate a donation. Is that the
1: that's that's eco? The the donation would go to eco. It's a it's a small organisation that does great work and and doesn't have a whole lot of funds coming in. Yeah, Um, so yeah, it's free, but if if somebody wants to drop some support in there, that's appreciated.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you guys are doing. Good work, all of these organisations. And then just
1: um, following that, we plan to have another webinar in three weeks' time on the 2nd of June, I think is penciled in at the moment, on on the international context in the Pacific. And we'll have people I've been working with in the last couple of years from Pacific countries that are opposing seabed mining uh, talking there. And again, that's directed at New Zealand government saying, look, the Pacific people don't want to support them. Yeah, and, and, and take a strong position.
0: I did do an um, interview a few years ago with a lady from Papua New Guinea.
1: Mm, yeah, and, that um, was she was touring; she was touring around the country, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, and
0: she she did drop a hint that that she was putting her life a little bit in danger by by taking this issue on. Um, is she mm-hmm. still is she still around?
1: Um, I don't. She's she hasn't been somebody I've been working with. Um, I hope she's still around, if that's your question. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think you know we we in New Zealand are so fortunate that we've got um, you know good, clean, uh, processes for public participation in these yeah. types of proposals. Yeah, a lot of other countries are not as fortunate as us. You know, there's, there's corruption and there's just um, you know not we, they don't get the same sort of opportunities to to speak and and you know have influence over processes. So. The way that we have engaged in this over
0: the years is is um, it's good. And yeah, yeah, and so and so far, I mean, there's, I mean, the EPA got a little bit wayward last time, but um, the courts kind of brought them back on track, basically, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think we've got pretty good laws in New Zealand, um, and so yeah, and 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 you know, the whole the whole point from my perspective is we've done full circle. You know, they saw that there was resources. Of course, it makes sense to investigate whether, you know, if there's an economic, economic opportunity for a country. To me, I can understand that they wanted to investigate this and consider it and, and look at getting it underway. But as we did, as as soon as they opened it, the opposition stood up, and the opposition is still there. Yeah. And And through the process of scrutinizing it very closely, it was really clearly identified that the activity can't be done without causing really a serious impact on the environment. So it's not appropriate. Yeah. Now we need to act accordingly and just say, okay, this idea of strip mining the seabed is inappropriate. It's unacceptable. Let's pull it off the table and let's you know let's manage our oceans in a wise way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's where we need yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah. All right, Phil. Thanks for your time this morning, um, and good luck with the the seminar today.
1: My pleasure,
0: thanks Aaron right. hope, hope we see some folks joining Yes, yes. for sure Yeah, Alright folks, yes, Phil McCabe there Former Chair of uh, Kiwis Against Seabed Mining And now involved with wait, let me Deep Sea Conservation Coalition Yeah So that's at 12.30 Links all around on Facebook I'll, make, I'll get Mikey to make sure that we've got it on ours as well I know we did put a post about what was happening on the morning show today So uh, there's a bit of a hint there anyway